live A-C-U. from the ACU of Texas Studios. This is the Clear Lake Today Podcast Network. Hello and welcome everybody to Pots, Pans, and Pat on Clear Lake Radio. We are part of the Clear Lake Today Podcast Network. Uh, this is a food show where nothing is off the table. Growing up for me, the kitchen table was always the heart of our home. It was where friends and family got together and where we had the best conversations. So thank you for pulling up a chair today and joining me around my table here. My name is Pat Mayberry. I am your host and the executive chef at Southern Elegance Catering. And today I am super excited to have a very longtime friend of mine uh, joining me here today. I have been eating at this man's restaurants for many years we're not gonna we're not gonna mention how many years because that would date both of us but i'm excited to have my friend antonio nunez he is the owner of rancho mexican grill in friendswood thanks for pulling up a chair and joining me today you're very welcome mr pat you know march is national sauce month now there are a few things in the world that I love. A great steak with a chimichurri sauce is one of them. What's one of your favorite sauces? The on food? Yes. Well, I like enchiladas yes. and fajitas. That's my best. Yeah. Special beans, refried beans every day. And do you do like a con queso sauce or a we con carne chi- sauce or? we, we made chile con queso yeah. i think we have a good chile con queso we make it you can have it with they can have it with beef fajita beef or ground beef yes and yes. they so good now originally you're from where i am from I, i'm coming from mexico you're coming from mexico yes so what brought you to houston well, I was. I remember I was 17 years old when mm-hmm. I decided to come. Decide to come to United States, and um, I came with one guy that, that he, he was coming to Houston, and that's why I get in. I get here in Houston. Right. How many years have you been in the restaurant business? In the restaurant business, I've been 31 years. Wow. And I was 31 years of old. When I opened my my first restaurant, you were thirty one. I was thirty one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's that's great. That was on nineteen eighty eight. Now, tell me about some of the early days when you first got into the business. Are you like so many? You started as a dishwasher and worked your way up. Well, when I when I started to work for restaurant, I started to work as a bus boy. Okay. And that was just around six months. But after that, I, I decided to go to the kitchen as a dishwasher. Yes. And uh, when I was working as a, as a dishwasher, I was trying to to learn how to cook. Right. And I've been there for a long time and cooking. Mm-hmm. And after, on 1980, I moved to the dining room mm-hmm. to be a waiter. Uh-huh. More money on the floor, yeah. Right? More money on the floor, yeah. <laughs> and I, and I've been on the tables for until nineteen eighty eight. Uh huh. That's that's when I decide to open my own restaurant. Your own restaurant, yes. Now, did you always want to do a Mexican cuisine, or did you think about doing something else? Well, um, I'm all the time been working on Mexican restaurants, right? So 
I like it. I like that one. And I decided to do that. Right. I didn't think to change something different enough. The, when, when I think of Mexican food, I think of so many regions in Mexico. You've got border food, the traditional Tex-Mex as yes. we know it. You get down into the interior. It changes when you get to Monterrey. It changes again when you get to Mexico City on Oaxaca. Yeah. And then it changes again when you get down to the coasts like yes. Guadalajara and Alcapulco. Yeah. Where in Mexico did you grow up? I grew up in Mexico in the middle of the country. Okay. The, the name of the state is Guanajuato. Mm-hmm. And uh, I get recipes from my mother also. Okay. And uh, when I get in the United States, uh, I get recipes from people from Monterrey. Oh. Monterrey, Mexico, yeah. I remember the chef was from Monterrey. Uh-huh. And he, he, he uh, teach me a lot. I remember when I was maybe 11 years old, uh, going to Monterrey on vacation with my okay. parents. And the food was so different yes. uh, than it was what I was used to yeah. for Mexican food. But it was so good. So, it, yeah. you know, it, for me, it's, it's, it's fun to watch. Because in Texas, we see enchiladas, we see tacos, we see fajitas. Yeah. And we think that's Mexican food. But there's so much more. Yeah, well, this this food is like Tex-Mex. Yes, because if you go to another state in the United States, yes, they not cook the same. No, it's no. very different. That's why this is just I, I would name it Tex-Mex. Right, right. Yes, I know. I go to New Mexico or Arizona or California, yeah. and it's completely different. Yeah, that's right. You're right. So you're right. <laughs> I I I laugh sometimes, and anytime I'm going on a trip where I'm going to be gone for a week or more the last meal i have is usually tex-mex yeah and the first meal i have when i get back is tex-mex because <laughs> i know while i'm gone yeah. i'm not gonna get that anywhere that's right yeah. <laughs> now who were a couple of the people in the business that really influenced you that that you learned to cook from well um I've been working on uh, some different restaurants, not too many, because I used to be a long time on each restaurant when uh -huh. I go to work over there. And I've been watching when, how they do business, what, what they do, how they control the business. Mm -hmm. And you see, since I've been working everywhere in the restaurant, since the back door to the front door. Right. So I've been learning a lot. Right. Now, there are so many Mexican restaurants in the greater Houston area, I and mean, we've got 6 million people here now. I know, yeah. What are some of those secrets that you learned from all these places that helped you build a successful restaurant that you've been able to, to own and run for 31 years now? Well, my, my thing is, um, you see... Restaurant work is my passion. Yes. I love to do it. I love to do what I do. I love the people. Mm -hmm. I like to talk with the people, to, to work with the people. And I think that, that helped me a lot. Because I, 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 
I love what I do. Yes. And it's my passion. And anyone and anyone who comes to see you will feel that immediately when they walk in the restaurant because you're there on the floor to greet people, to talk to people. You always come by the table. You always say hello. You always ask how things are. You watch your team very closely and and help them if they're in trouble or busy. You know, I've seen you bring food out of the kitchen to make sure it gets to the table where it's supposed to be. So that's awesome. Now, I know originally you started your first restaurant up on the north northwest side of houston how did you get all the way down to friendswood well um i was uh something happened in my life Mm -hmm. and uh i i lost my my i used to have three restaurants and i lost them Uh and um when i decided to start again i i came to friendswood and I found the little space over there by 528 and 518. Yes. And I decided to open a restaurant over there. That was in 2004. Right. And uh, I like Friendswood. I've been, you know, I'll, uh, I've been happy in Friendswood for almost 16 years. Yeah. Almost 16 yeah. years, yeah. Because I think I've been eating with you almost that whole time. I know I found you... Maybe a year or two after you opened, yes, and and Denise and I fell in love with your food, with your team, and that's another thing. Your team is so well trained, yes, and so many of those guys have been with you for a long time. Yes, what what is the secret in a business that? people come and go all the time that you've been able to keep a core of your team together. It's almost like y'all are a family. Well, most of them, they family, my cousins, uh-huh. my, most of them cousins, okay. uh, nephews. I had nephews over there. Okay. And they, they like to stay. They like to stay with me. They like, they like it. Right. Yeah. You know, one thing that I have loved about you as a person you're so involved in the community of Friendswood. You know, in the old restaurant, you had pictures of the football team and yes. you always had players' numbers on the front yeah, windows. Remember, yeah. um, you know, being a part of the community like that, why did you choose to get so involved with the schools at that level? Well, let me tell you something. That that comes from your heart. Yes. I love people, and I love to help people. And that's why I'm trying to work with the schools, the mm-hmm. community, mm-hmm. with everybody. You know, I, I love to treat the people like, like, like what I like to, them to treat me. Right. So that's why I'm trying to do good things. I, I know that you were recently involved with a fundraiser at Klein Elementary Klein over I, there and we'll we'll get to the banquet that you had in a minute but I know you just did a banquet there but before I leave the community side of things you know our community in Friendswood was hit very hard when Hurricane Harvey came 
Yeah. So much of the city was flooded. We had so many volunteers coming through the city to help. And you got involved uh, with the United States Marines. How did, how did that partnership happen? Well, um, that started when, when Harvey came to, to our area. And um, God gave me the opportunity to be involved with my community, mm-hmm. my schools, my, my government. You see, the, my, that, on that time, I was the only restaurant opening in Friendswood. Yes. So they, they, didn't, they didn't have choice, so they went to the Marines. They, they went to my restaurant, and uh, I feed them that day. And and all night they stayed over there. They, they they you see the police department. They asked me if I can leave the restaurant open mm-hmm. for them. Right. And of course I did it. I did it with pleasure. And uh, I feed them. And uh, next day I feed a lot of people also mm-hmm. from on, from the community. And and that's when when that happened. That and you know it ended up you garnered even a little coverage from the local television stations over that too, didn't you? Well, that was in December 2018 when I get a okay. rough. That's when the Channel 2 came to my restaurant mm-hmm. and uh, I've been talking with them. Right. And they put me on the TV. That was, that was, <laughs> that was for fun. One, for one part, it, that, that was one of the best parts. Yeah. And the Marines also recognized you with oh, some yeah, special, me, yes. special attention too, didn't they? They gave me a special recognition, and um, they they so great too. That's awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Now, you know, when when I come and visit you, most of the time I'm there at dinner, but once in a while I get over there at lunchtime. At, when I'm there at lunch, you have a soup that you serve that you just bring out to the table. It's like chips, queso, and soup. Yeah. What is that soup, and, and where did that recipe come from? The, this, that recipe comes from my mother. Ah. Yes. I remember when she cooked rice with chicken uh-huh. and vegetables. And I started to do that in my restaurant a long time ago. I don't remember how many years. I've been doing that for lunch. Yes. And I'm and I giving that away for, for free. Yes. And uh, the people like it. Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah, it is good. That, that's good soup. It, it, it's fantastic we soup. We just cook the rice with the, with the chicken uh-huh. and vegetables. And it's, it, what I love about it is it's a, whole, it's a whole meal with what's in the bowl. Yeah. But you don't give me enough of it that I fill up. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the, the taste and the flavor is so well balanced that you get yeah. the flavors of each thing that are in there. And sometimes with soup, that's so hard to do yeah. uh, to keep the flavors balanced. So it's really cool to know that's one of your mom's recipes. Yes, some of them. How many of the recipes on your menu were family recipes? Well, I have the, the that chi- chicken and rice soup. I have the chile rellenos, uh-huh. Mexican, Mexico style, mm-hmm. from my mother's recipes. And um, I remember the the carne asada also. Uh-huh. Know, yeah. I love carne asada. Marinated. Yes. 
Um, I think that's not, not too many. I, I learned how to, that's why we call it Tex-Mex. Yes. Because, because I learned how to cook a lot of things in Texas, in Texas. From the, remember I told you about the chef from Monterrey, Mexico? Yes, yes. He, he teach me a lot of those. That, that's cool. Now, when Denise and I are thinking about going out for dinner, when, when the conversation starts to get going, it's like, okay, what do you want? If fajitas are where we land after we spin the wheel, it's like, okay, there's no discussion of where we're going to go. If, if we're going out for fajitas, we're coming to see you. Thank you very now, much. Now, your your menu is great top to bottom. Thank you very much. But your fajitas, in my opinion, are the best anywhere in, in the city of Houston that I have had fajitas. What is the secret of what you do to those fajitas? Do you start with inside skirt or outside skirt? Uh, I use the inside skirt. Okay. We we use the, um, what is the name of the uh, fajitas? It's... Um, I don't remember, but the marinade is the secret. Mm-hmm. How you marinate? How we marinate it? Okay. You see, because a lot of people, a lot of restaurants, they buy marinated fajitas right. already, and we don't. You're just buying them raw. We buy raw, and uh, we we have our our own recipe. Mm-hmm. The I think the best part of the that we do you know we put. Pineapple use on the fajitas. I did not know we that. Did. Ooh, <laughs> secret. Secret yeah. just got out of the bag. Yeah. yeah, we put pineapple use. That's one. Plus a lot of, yeah. lot of condiments. Well, the the citrus in the pineapple juice helps break that meat down. I know, yeah. And makes it so tender. And that's what's so tender, great yes. about, and the flavor. about yours is you can cut them with a fork they're so tender yes you know where where so many times i've had fajitas someplace and i bite it and i have to pull on it to make it snap yours are just so tender and so wonderful so yeah, we buy the the flat meat the, oh, the okay. flat meat okay. it's, it's not just regular fajita okay it's fajita but it's flat meat okay that's one of the best ones i like it now who do you use for primarily as your source for meat do you buy from a market or are you buying from a wholesaler we we buy uh i buy into the wholesaler okay yeah which which company do you use i use u.s food u.s food yeah big organization good organization yeah um now a couple of years ago you got to live your dream you got to build your the restaurant that you had dreamed of how did how did the planning of that restaurant had you had plans in your head for years of what you wanted to build my i had those plans since about 10 years ago oh wow i was planning to open my own restaurant uh-huh. my, buy my own land yeah i've been saving money saving money yes and the and the savings was just for the for the uh down payment mm-hmm. um so now I have my dream. Do it. And let me tell you, folks, this place is gorgeous. I have I have been in and out of that restaurant now for almost two years that you've 
been yes in your new location year and a half year and a half um and the restaurant on the interior is beautiful but the kitchen is neat and tidy um you know i've I've had the opportunity to, to duck behind the doors and see a lot of kitchens and this man's kitchen is clean as a whistle too so um you know it's it's very well run from top to bottom and the decor, like I say, is just excellent. How many people can you seat in that restaurant? We can seat easily about 160 people. Okay. 160 people. That's that's fantastic. Cause that's and, and plus the patio. And the patio, Do you too. know we have beautiful patio outside? I do. With lake view? Yeah. Yes. And you've got that and beautiful it's covered, fountain. And it's covered. Yes. Yes. So, you know, it makes for... This time of year in the spring and, and the yeah. summer evenings and the early fall, it's great to sit on the patio and eat out there. You, you, can, you can be uh, eating and drinking margaritas yeah. under the rain. Yes. Because it's covered. Yes. Um, now, last Wednesday, you, you pulled a rabbit out of your hat to help out uh, one of the local schools. They were having a basketball tournament banquet. Yes. Uh, high school uh, basketball team. How many? How many people were they, there? They were about 160 people. Wow! Just from the school. Just from the school. Yes. So the restaurant was full house. Oh that yes, night. because we've been seeing the the other people. Uh huh. Not from the school, on the patio. Mm-hmm. Or I had a little room uh, behind the bar, mm-hmm. and we put tables over there, so we can get more people. And you you put that together in 48 hours, 24 hours. Uh, 24 hours. Wow. They called me one day before and I say, I can do it. <laughs> and we did it. They like it. Yeah. They've been very happy. Yes. I saw the videos and everybody looked like they had a great time. Now, where is the new restaurant? Give us the address. The address is in 2131 West Parkwood Avenue. Okay. It's the 528. It's 528. 528. Right. So if you're, if you're coming from outside the area and aren't real familiar with that if you're on i-45 uh look for the nasa road one exit uh and depending upon which way you go if you go east you'll go on it'll stay nasa road if you go west towards alvin it'll change names and become parkwood so you'll go all the way through friendswood almost to the end of friendswood yes so it's on the far west side of friendswood but you know, friend, right. Friendswood's not very big, so it doesn't take but a couple of minutes to go through Friendswood. Yeah, <laughs> we're yeah, we on the left-hand side. If you go from the I-45, we're on the left-hand side. Right. Before the 35 highway. Right. The highway 35. Right, yes. right. Um, now, if, if someone wants to book a banquet, how much lead time would you like to have <laughs> so that you can I would, I would put like things... to have at least 48 hours. Okay. But if, but if you have something like like the like what happened last week, uh-huh. we can do it in twenty four hours. We can plan. That's fantastic. A like that, yeah. Now, do you have a banquet menu that you work off of, or do they just order off the regular menu? Mm, no, for uh, for cases like that, we have a special prices. Okay. Special prices. Okay. We got that on the computer already. Okay. So it's a lot of cheaper than the many the regular many right yeah now i know you you do some specials throughout the week the the one that i love the best is 
you've got a really long happy hour. Tell me about your happy hour. We have happy hour 11 to 7. You get the, seven days a week. You get that, folks? 11 to 7, yes. That's a great happy yeah. hour time. Yeah. On Mondays, we have the good fajitas. Uh-huh. Fajitas for two for $20. I don't know how you do that. Almost free. <laughs> Almost free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and I'm telling you, folks, his fajitas are hands down some of the best I have ever had anywhere. So, you know, make the drive out to Friendswood on Monday, give mom an extra day off this weekend yeah. <laughs> and, and come out and see my friend. Now, if, if you could share just one tip about how to cook great Mexican cuisine, what is that one tip? Uh, what do you say? What, if there is one secret to, oh. to being a great chef in a Mexican kitchen, what what is the is there a secret spice is is there a sec, any well, special way a, you cook it you you got you you have to like it you have yeah. to like the cook yeah. how to cook and i love to do it that's when i when i cook in something uh-huh. i put all my passion all my heart over there so there's a little so love there's that, a little I think love that's in the there. secret yeah because if you don't like what you're doing impossible to very true to be to do a great very true yes because i know for me personally yeah i'm always appreciative when i have a job for someone and we're cooking for them but there are some people that come into your life that they're just there's just something really really special about them and while you want every job to be perfect this one this one you've got yourself invested in it even mm. deeper than you would yeah. normally. Um, and I had a wedding this weekend, a beautiful couple fell in love with them. We're all friends on Facebook. Now parents are friends on Facebook. They had responded that they had 85 people coming to the wedding Okay, and about 130 showed up <laughs> So, you know, I always make sure I have some extra food with me, but we managed to get everyone served. Everyone went home happy. The bride and groom were thrilled. The parents were thrilled. The guests were thrilled. And I know part of that is just because as a professional, the worst thing that I can do is run out of food. So I always make sure I've got a little bit of extra, but that's, that's what I, that's what I'm thinking. But, but the love that goes into that food, whether it's the first person in line or the last person in line, they're going to say, this was so good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. I loved the meal tonight. So, you know, that's, that's what I get. Now tell us again, where it is that you're located. The location is on 2131 West Parkwood Avenue on okay. 528. And you're open for lunch and dinner every Ele- day? 11 to 10 every day, except on Sundays, we close 9 o'clock. That's right. That's right. Now, food holidays. Every day of the year is some sort, sort of a national food holiday. That's, that's our government at work up there for us. But today... 
Today happens to be one of my favorite days because two yeah. of my favorite things in the world are crabs and meatballs. Crab and meatballs, yeah. So today is National Crab Meat Day, and it's also National Meatball Day. Yes. Now, I'm sure growing up in Mexico, meatballs were probably not not a regular part of your meal, but is there a Mexican style of meatball? We we do them different style. We do uh, we call it we call them albondigas. Ah, albondigas. It's a meatballs. Okay, but we make it in soup. Okay, in soup and rice and vegetables. Uh -huh. One, one, one uh -huh. another thing. Yeah, beef with rice and vegetables. But awesome. meat, meatballs. Yeah, meatballs. Yeah. Now, are they the traditional large meatballs? Like you go to the Italian family and they're they're this you know. No, the size of, of a softball or, or a no. baseball? <laughs> no. I don't know. We call them albondigas. Okay. So about the size of a golf ball? Yes. But the, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Now, so, but this big. Yeah. Okay. Now, unless you live along the coastline, interior part of the country probably didn't see a lot of seafood. Uh, unless you caught it out of the river. Yeah, we in my restaurant we don't have uh, we have seafood, but not not very much. Right, just like grilled shrimp. Mm -hmm. uh, we do uh, fish, no shrimp soup mm -hmm. also. Mm -hmm. We have uh, camarones. Um, how you diablos? Okay, it's with uh, bacon. Uh huh. And and cheese and and jalapeno inside. Ah, okay. Very yes. good. Very good. Now, guys, tomorrow is National Blueberry Popover Day and Pack Your Own Lunch Day and National Ranch Dressing Day. So for all you ranch lovers, tomorrow is your day. You can put ranch dressing on anything and everything tomorrow, and nobody should say anything to you about it. Wednesday is Oatmeal Nut Waffle Day. Thursday is Baked Scallops Day. And... Um, the 13th will be Chocolate Tort Day and National Ginger Ale Day. Friday? Saturday? Uh, yeah. Saturday is Potato Chip Day and Baked Scallop Day. And the king of all sandwiches, in my mind, is the Reuben. We will celebrate National Reuben Day on Saturday, too. So uh, for those of you who are like me and just think the whole world revolves around a great Reuben sandwich... Saturday is your day. And then Sunday, we're going to pay a little special attention to the agricultural industry. It is National Ag Day. So if you see a farmer on Sunday, uh, thank him for all of his hard work and what he does uh, so much. Now, produce. Where do you source your produce from? Are you able to source it locally or are you also buying that through one of the major warehouses? Uh, we are buying from uh, local produce. Okay. Yeah. Local in Houston. Right. Yeah. Right. So you're... And, you're and I'm always looking for the best, the best produce. Farm to table. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it, ta it comes through in your food. Uh, I love both of your salsas, your red salsa and your green salsa. You know, when, when I come in to a restaurant, especially a Mexican restaurant, I will form an opinion very quickly because you all put chips and salsa on the table. If the chips aren't crunchy, 
and the salsa yeah. doesn't taste good, <laughs> it makes me wonder what the meal's going to be. I know, but you know, we we may have sauce and chips uh-huh. every day. In the before we open, we I got a one guy over there making mm-hmm. chips and and crispy tacos. And you you can tell that that your chips are, are made yeah. in house. It's homemade. You can tell that yeah. the salsas are made in house. Yes. Uh, there. The, the green one, you know, so many of the green sauces I encounter have lost the, the tomatillo side of the sauce, and yours is rich with the tomatillos. Yeah. Um, I love that. We use all, all, only fresh produce. Right, right. And, and we cook daily, every day, every day. What... Um, What's the the one thing that you want to tell the audience and invite them to come? Why 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 would they choose you over any other Mexican restaurant in the area? Well, uh, like what I tell you, I've been working uh, with my community. Mm-hmm. I I I come as say my community in Friendswood. Mm-hmm. Because you know, when I came to Friendswood, uh, oh my goodness, I love, I like Friendswood. Um, I live over there. I have my business over there. I talk to the people all the time. I'm mm-hmm. trying to be over them all the time. That's that's the thing about you that I respect most of all is how involved yeah. in your community yeah. that you are. You know that when when. And and I I sit and I watch when I'm in a restaurant. I watch how the st- and and I know some of that is just because I do this too. Mm-hmm. But I watch the staff on the floor. I watch the management on the floor. I watch how long it takes the order from the time that I place it to come out of the kitchen. What kind of condition the plate is in when it comes out of the kitchen? Is it hot? Is it steaming? Yeah. Or has it been sitting in the past for 10 minutes? Yeah. Um, and when I come to your place, you're there at the door to say hello. All the time. Your, your staff, as soon as we are seated, somebody is there to take a drink order, yeah. to bring chips, to bring yes. salsa, uh, I don't know that I've ever waited more than 10 minutes for a plate to come out of your kitchen, yeah. no matter what I ordered. Uh, yes. The speed in your kitchen is yeah, is phenomenal. We're always, always ready. Always ready. So, and, uh, and uh, you see, let me tell you something. Not many restaurants, not in many restaurants, when you go over there, the owner... Is receiving you exactly. Not many restaurants. The owner is over on top of the tables. Right, right. With the customers, mm-hmm. and I love to do it. Yeah, that's and that, I've been happy, and I'll be happy. That that shows yeah. that shows in how you treat your customers, how your your staff yeah. treats your customers, and one of the things that I love about going to your restaurant. Every restaurant, if they know that there's a birthday, somebody sings. Oh, you know, yeah. the, the staff sings "Happy Birthday," and that and that's it. But you get your guitar, yes, and you go over and you sing yes. "Happy Birthday" yes. uh, to to the family, and that's a special touch 
that yeah. you take time out of yes. making sure everything else that's going on in the restaurant it, yeah. is okay, that you go over and say, happy birthday. Yes, and to, I sing for them. Yes. And we give free sopapillas for all the guests <laughs> when somebody has birthday over there. Right. And I bring my guitar and yes. I play the guitar. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to play the guitar very well and I don't know how to sing but I love to do it. But the love comes. Yes. Anybody who has seen you do it, the the they can see the love yes. for what you do come out of that. Hey, guys, around town this week, we've got quite a few food things going on as well. For those of you who want to do a little business networking, uh, the Bay Area Referral Network or BARN uh, will be meeting Tuesday at 1130 at Spring Creek. Uh, barbecue in I guess that's League City uh, that's a business networking group they, the, the open networking runs from 1130 to 12 and then the meeting actually starts at noon and goes till 1 o'clock Wednesday the New Horizon Lunch Bunch also meets at the same location same hours 1130 open networking 12 o'clock uh, business meeting uh, There, it's strawberry picking season at Froberg's let me tell you, folks, if you haven't been out to Froberg's and Alvin to pick strawberries with the kids, that is that is one of those great memories uh, for you as a family that you can make uh, and become an annual tradition for not only with your kids, but as little grandkids come along. Uh, that's fun, too. If you're looking for fresh produce and things like that, the Bay Area Farmers Market uh, will be on Sunday from 11 to 3 at Baybrook Mall. Uh, they're over there by where the uh, sleep number place is. So that's not in the mall parking lot per se. It's in the, the new edition annex of the mall. Over there where Total Line and, and uh, some of the sports places are over there. Now, guys, mark your calendar for March the 26th. League City is having their health and wellness show. That'll be uh, at the Civic Center from 4 to 7 over there. And the Alvin Music Festival's coming up, too. So that'll be March 27th through the 29th. That's always a fun weekend. And again, uh, one of my fellow on-air personalities here, Java Owl, is hosting Morning Owl 4 on March the 17th from 7 to 9 a.m., the special guest speaker that week will be uh, Denise Nelms. So, uh, you know, make a point to come over there, see John, see his new coffee place over there. They're cranking out some great stuff. Uh, I know there's some great teas over there as well. If you're not a coffee drinker, uh, there are some great teas. Actually, Amanda Vermillion, the tea mistress, is providing a bunch of those teas, and she will be our guest here next week, so we'll get into that. A little bit about what teas that she's serving over there so before we wrap everything up antonio my friend thank you for coming and being on the show thank you for being around my table thank you for feeding me so well for so many years i will see you very soon and uh for all of my family in norway here's a great big hilson thra texas uh for you and for all my lone survivor family all my brothers and sisters in uniform out there mama chef and papa chef are always going to have your six we'll look forward to seeing some of you again in a couple of weeks uh, we love you guys if there's anything you guys need you know how to find me 
Uh, we're always there for you. And for those of you who are listening, if you want to continue the conversation, we invite you to follow me on the Pots, Pans, and Pat Facebook page. Thanks for listening, everybody. Antonio, thank you again for being here. Thank you very much, Mr. Pat. It was a pleasure to be here with you. Thank Lo- you very much. Loved having you, and we will see you at the restaurant soon. Everybody, thanks for listening in today. Bye-bye.